Hey, what's up, podcast? Today's episode is about CrossFit health with Dr. Matt Cowling, who is a CrossFit health physician, and he talks to us about the benefits of CrossFit and how it can help us improve our health and why community and support and high-intensity exercise are so important for our health and how they can help us improve our health. Dr. Matt provides some really great information in this episode, so tune in, and I hope you enjoy it. So... um I currently am a PGY2 uh, physical medicine and rehab resident at University of Wisconsin. Um, and throughout the last year, I've been doing a lot of work with uh, CrossFit Health. I originally went to medical school at Michigan State, and there I started uh, working with the cross country team through an elective that we had. Um, yep. We actually really did that div- one together. For, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And that elective is awesome because it gives you like early sports medicine exposure. Um, and then from there, when I went up to do my clinical rotations up in Northeastern Michigan, I started working with the football team, high school football and covering like division three college hockey. So when I went to my internship, um, in Indianapolis, I had the opportunity to be on the CrossFit games, medical staff. Mm -hmm. And at the time I wasn't really doing any CrossFit, um, and really was like attracted to the community of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Um, and from there, you know, it's really cool working with these high level athletes in terms of, you know, their level of fitness and the kind of, you know, sports medicine that you see is kind of unique. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that and then started doing CrossFit myself after that. And I was invited in February out to Aromas, California, which is kind of where CrossFit all began, um, by Greg Glassman, who's the CEO of CrossFit to do a physician level one training course. So it was myself and like 39 other physicians. And we just learned about CrossFit, you know, its ability to improve health parameters through high level fitness, you know, what we as physicians can do to help get the message out there. Um, since then I've, you know, continued to do medical coverage with CrossFit, but also, um, have been giving, you know, talks down in Indianapolis. I just moved to Madison a week ago. So when I was in Indy, you know, I'd work out at the, at the gym and then the CrossFit gym and go out and give, give talks about CrossFit health. Yeah. So it's kind of been my, you know, mission this year to spread the message about what CrossFit can do for all of our patients and, and, you know, people in general. So that's kind of how I got here. For those of you listening, Matt and I went to school together. Uh, he's a year, he's a year older than I am and uh, a year ahead of me in school. And, uh, Matt, you, Dude, you so when I when, when I was a third year, you were a fourth year. You are you were a little bit on the heavier side, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at you now as we're doing this. Uh, we're talking over Skype, and dude, you look lean. You look fit. Uh, you look good, man. So it's done. It's done good for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's like you know. I was saying the way that I was training before. I've always lifted weights my entire life. I played a little bit of college football, and I'd always, you know, prescribe to the approach of, or subscribe to the approach of, you know, powerlifting, bodybuilding type stuff. And then when I moved to Indianapolis, I was really struggling with my weight throughout medical school. I'd go up to 240 pounds. Um, I'd try and get back down. I could get to like 230, and I would kind of stop there. I'd been doing paleo diets and ketogenic diets for like 10 years. And then I just decided to turn up the intensity of my training. And when I started training more intensely um, with you know lighter weights but moving faster, mm-hmm. um, it really made the difference. And I was able to get down. I think last year I was like 197 or something like that. And I was you know way under single digit body fat so wow wow all right so you're kind of so with the physician so with you being involved with crossfit now um what are kind of the things you've learned about crossfit and how that can really help you in terms of your health 
Well, if you look at, you know, our patient population, you know, 3 million people are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes every year. The prevalence is super high. And, you know, as far as hypertension goes, we see the same thing. Hyperlipidemia, same thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of us have been conditioned to think that our medical problems are not fixable and that we need to take a medication. And us as physicians, it's a lot of times our go-to because the patient populations can be difficult and the medicines do work well, is that we want to give them a medication, you know, to make them better, right? Mm -hmm. But I myself have struggled with high blood pressure. My dad's been on blood pressure medication since he was like 30 or 25 years old, right? Mm. And so I noticed for me that when I would lose weight, when I would eat healthier, that my blood pressure would be completely normal. And then, you know, we'd be going through a time in medical school where maybe I wasn't eating so well or working out as much. And, you know, my, uh, my blood pressure would be elevated. But since I turned up the intensity in my training, started working harder, increasing my work capacity and doing more of these um, higher level aerobic workouts or using anaerobic movements, you know, really quickly, that um, as my fitness improved, my blood pressure normalized and hasn't came back up at all. So, and I think we see that a lot with patients in general who lose weight, but there's multiple approaches to exercise and diet, right? Obviously, you know, you could do a ketogenic diet and a bodybuilding you know, workout plan, mm-hmm. and that might not work as, as well for you. Um, I think the, the rule of CrossFit has, it's multifactorial. So you have, you know, you're going in, you're working at a high intensity. Mm-hmm. You're going to get weight loss from that as well, right? So that's going to help. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, you're going to become more fit, increase your aerobic capacity. That's going to help. And you're doing it with a community of people. Right. So everybody has a common goal. So it's easy to do. It's easy to show up and work hard. Right. I think that's what I liked most about CrossFit. What I did, I did it for a short amount of time. And I think what I liked most about it was that it forced me to get into the gym. You know, I like going into the gym. But I'm not always motivated to kind of hit it as hard as I want to. So when I go in there, it's like you're forced to have a really strenuous workout you're kind of you know you're gonna leave there sweating and and having and feeling satisfied you know Uh, I think that was my favorite part about going to CrossFit and that's a great point especially for people who are kind of I think it's good for people who are struggling to get into the gym and find the motivation. I would definitely recommend somebody who would say, who's kind of struggling to find the motivation to go, to get into the gym to start off with, you know, doing CrossFit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And well, it's one of the more common things that I see is people look at CrossFit <clears throat> and obviously the CrossFit games has blown up to this huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. And people look at CrossFit and they see these like freak athletes and then they see these like crazy movements and their like initial like knee jerk reaction is like, I can never do CrossFit. Like I can't do that. I'm not fit enough. I've heard people say like, oh, I need to get a little bit more fit before I'll try that. Mm -hmm. But what you see on, um, you know, on TV is not what, you know, the base of CrossFit is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Greg Glassman said it all the time. Like there's been a million more gyms that have taken off, you know, a hundred pounds on patients than have sent an athlete to the CrossFit games. Okay. And when I go into my local gym, I see, you know, people of all different shapes and sizes working out. There's younger people, there's older people, obese people. You know what I mean? It's in, I think that message to get out there is that that's the community. The community is people who are, you know, all Mm -hmm. trying to work hard for a common goal. It's not a bunch of extremely fit people. And you're right. I, you know, I actually, um, I joined a new gym since I got here in, uh, in Madison, the second workout that I ever did at that gym, I got dead last. And I would be right there with you. Right. And I, you know, (laughs) I've been doing CrossFit, you know, on and off for a year full time for five months now. 
And, um, there are still times when I go in there and I'm thinking, you know, we're doing the workout and I'm like, dude, you're going to lose in front of all these people you just got here. And it's just pushing me though, to be better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so there's a thing in CrossFit that a lot of people don't understand and it's called scaling. So scaling is when you, you know, basically take a movement that may be too complicated. So, you know, if a beginner tried to do it, it might be unsafe, for example, you know, because they don't have proper technique yet. Um, a good example would be like a squat right? Mm-hmm. So and rather than loading them up with, you know, a barbell and a bunch of weight on their back, you can have them do air squats. And if they can't do air squats with proper technique, we can have them squat to a box, right? But the key is we still keep the intensity really high during their workout. So yeah, they may be doing just box squats instead of air squats, but they're doing 50 of them really fast as like part of a workout for time, right? Yeah. So where they still have the same stimulus that I have squatting weight, it's still just as intense for them, Mm-hmm. And they're getting a great workout. And that's something that everybody can do. CrossFit yeah. truly is, you know, they say broad, general, and inclusive. And I couldn't agree with that more. It's just our barrier is getting people to come to the gym because of this kind of stigma that's developed around Yeah, it. Yeah, I think this is an important topic for us, too, because we – I know you – and I were pretty much on the same page about this, but lifestyle medicine, you know, getting people to change their lifestyles and uh, their habits, their day-to-day habits to kind of improve their health, whether that be for controlling their blood sugar or their uh, blood pressure or their cholesterol. I think that lifestyle is incredibly important and it's uh, why I kind of wanted to talk to you on this. So what kind of what kind of results have you seen? Has it, has there been any studies or anything like that where you've seen improvements in people's health who have started doing CrossFit? Yeah. So if you look at like high intensity exercise in general, um, there have been several studies showing, for example, like depression. Um, the level the incidence of depression can be related to like the patient's, you know, uh, work capacity. So, you know, our work capacity being defined as the amount of work we're doing in like a given amount of time. Right. So like, uh, you know, example, CrossFit workout, like you do this workout, you know, like Fran is kind of the classic one. It's 21 reps, 15 and nine reps of thrusters and and pull-ups. And you can track, you know, your time on that workout and you can, you know, it's called a benchmark workout. So you can check it out every six months if you want to see if you're getting better. Right. And so, you know, the, the quicker you do that workout, the more you've increased your work capacity or the amount of work you're doing in a given amount of time, right? And so as you increase your work capacity, you decrease the incidence of depression. Mm-hmm. So people with high levels of depression have a low work capacity compared to normal people. This has been studied. There's been tons of studies on, um, you know, the effects of exercise on yeah. health parameters, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, yeah. depression. Yeah. Exercise has been found to be more effective than on SSRI, which is the standard uh, medication that's given for people who are diagnosed with depression. And it, it's kind of an overlooked study that, you know, this exercising every day for 30 minutes is just as effective as taking an SSRI. And I don't think we really promote that as much as we should. And in another study just came out about SSRIs and, and, you know, all these drugs, they have a lot of side effects. Some people need them, you know, to function day to day. Um, but the side effects are, they, they can be bad. You know, there was a study that just came out on uh, SSRIs saying that uh, they interfere with your, uh, uh, with your body's temperature regulation. And just a a variety of symptoms. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no question. Um, 
I know exactly, and that's been researched over and over and over again. And now they're coming out with a lot of research on diet and depression. I think a, mo- a recent study showed that you know, like a Mediterranean diet in general over the course of a few months mm-hmm. had very similar effects. Mm-hmm. So just between diet and exercise alone, we already know that we can really you know take the edge off of the depression the patients are having. That combined with therapy, and there may be no need for medication at all. But our knee-jerk reaction in medicine is that if somebody's sad, they get an antidepressant, right? Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is also just being in a community, having that support system around you, uh, having that encouragement. That can also help with things like depression, anxiety. You know, you you feel like you're part of something. You feel like you're... You have a uh, you have a purpose, you know, and just having that. I think community is essential, um, just for people's fulfillment and for their sense of well being. Because uh, I, I think that's just you know human nature. Like we need to be supported, we need to be uh, engaged with others, and we need to feel like we fit in. And I feel like that's another a very important part of CrossFit that um, uh, that can be beneficial for patients and for everyday people. Absolutely. And I mean, I probably told the story a million times, but when I moved down to Indianapolis, it was my first time moving out of Michigan, you know, in 28 years. And I feel like when you move, you know, when you go to undergrad, you have your group of friends you hang out with. And, um, you know, when you go to medical school, we have like 300 kids and everybody's kind of working together, you know, so you go out, you have fun. Um, well, when I moved to Indianapolis, I guess I thought it was going to be a little bit different. But when I first got there, um, you know, I had 15 other colleagues and, and they had families and children and things like that. And, you know, they didn't really particularly want to hang out outside of work. You know, they had things going on for themselves. And I found it really tough to uh, connect with people. And so I started going, you know, to this gym I would go to every day, not a CrossFit gym. And it was a great gym. And, you know, they had great equipment. Everything was perfect about it, except for everybody was walking around, you know, with their headphones in. They didn't want to talk. They just wanted to do their bodybuilding or powerlifting workout and go home for the day. And um, I found it very difficult to make friends in that setting. Uh, when I started doing CrossFit, I mean, within like two weeks, I was going out, hanging out with, you know, like, um, like 14 different friends. And now, you know, when I left that community, I felt like I'd made, you know, a hundred new friends just in like four months. Right. And you see them every night, you come for the workout, um, you guys work hard together, you hang out after you talk, you have cookouts. And, you know, one big thing about CrossFit is I hear people say the price, like it's too expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, you it know, you're talking expensive. a minimum. Yeah. Right. And so you're paying for so much more than a workout. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's a community-based exercise program. I mean, what what is the price right now for CrossFit, like the average, you know, CrossFit It depends on your location in the country, but I mean, I would say about $150 to Mm -hmm. like $175 is average for a month at a gym. For a month membership. Okay. I remember doing like a a week thing and it was like $25, like there was a promotion so yeah, I could see how that might be a barrier. I guess it's all perspective too. It's like, how are you looking at this? You know, a gym membership is probably like fifty to seventy bucks. So, I guess some people also, you know, I you like you said, you're all, you you do have that community benefit, which I think is powerful. And also, it's kind of like a class, so it's not just a gym. It's like it's, you know, it's like paying for a yoga class or a boxing class or something like that. So I guess it, it, it's all perspective as well. Absolutely. And I mean, if you look at the breakdown of it, um, you know, over time, it's so beneficial. You're learning, you're getting almost individualized coaching a lot of the times because, you know, you'll do like a lot of times a strength movement first, like a bench press snatch or, you know, an Olympic lift or power lift. 
and you'll get personalized coaching throughout that entire thing and mm-hmm. throughout the course. The ability to increase the amount of exercises you can do, so like learning gymnastics, learning to do, you know, like mm-hmm. pull-ups and muscle-ups and, and the kind of the exercises that CrossFit focuses on, um, that really increases your arsenal of exercises that you mm-hmm. can do over time, which means if you end up getting some kind of injury, um, regardless, all of us, everybody who does exercise at some point in their life is going to have some kind of injury. Mm-hmm. You know, it really gives you a lot of, uh, you know, backup exercises you can do and things you can do to stay fit because you know, like, um, you don't want to ever have to stop working out. Yeah. Right. You always want to keep moving forward regardless. I mean, yeah. I think you were telling me you hurt your neck the other day, right? Yeah. So <laughs> just got to, you know, I'm just know finally starting to turn left at the turn signal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is yeah, the worst. So, I mean, you have to have other exercises you can do, right? So you're not laid up the entire time. And the coaches provide that for you. They'll provide the scaling. They'll change the workouts for you mm-hmm. to give you stuff to do so you can still work out intensely while avoiding that particular injury. Yeah. So I guess for the for the average person who's listening and wondering, you know, I want to get started with CrossFit and uh, they might be a little nervous about it. They kind of are a little hesitant. Are there ways to kind of just test the waters to kind of like just figure out if it's right for you because there is that anxiety about you know getting starting something new that you're not familiar with and so i kind of want people to if they're if they're trying to get healthy again i want to help people uh find ways to do that and i think crossfit's a good way to get started and i want people to test it out to try it out and see if that's right for them uh how can people do that is there a way to just kind of test the waters see if it's right for them Absolutely. So most gyms will give like, um, you know, a couple workouts that you can go to and try it out. But for people that are brand new to CrossFit, um, I would recommend, first of all, grab a friend, right? Because it's always easier to do something, you know, together, get a support somebody who maybe hasn't tried CrossFit or maybe an experienced friend that you have can take you with them. But bring somebody to the gym, um, show up, talk with the coaches, the owner of the gym, you can go to CrossFit.com and find an affiliate um, in your area talk with them. They'll usually, you know, assess your level of fitness. And if you've never done CrossFit before, they want to put you through like what's called kind of like an on-ramp where they teach you the really basic movements starting out with that. And usually a lot of gyms will offer like, you know, a week of that for free. Okay. And so try that out. You just got to talk with the individual gym owner, say, listen, I've never tried CrossFit before. I want to, um, you know, yeah. try it out for a little bit and see how it goes, but I don't want to, you know, pay all this money. They're usually super cool with that. I mean, that's one thing about CrossFit. The owners of yeah. the gym are always awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I did. I just called up the gym and, uh, they offered me like a week free membership or for like 20 bucks where I just went in every day for a week. And I really liked it when I did it. Um, I want me so you you touched on this earlier. I just wanted to talk about this, and that was um, injuries and the the com- the common rumors surrounding CrossFit and how you know it, they're not it's not good for your joints or it's not good for your body um, and it makes you very injury prone. Could you talk about that a little bit? Just what are the real fa- like? I mean, I guess what are the facts? The facts are that there's no evidence to suggest that CrossFit has an increased uh, incidence of injury versus mm-hmm. any other physical activity. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you look some at some of like the movements, to- I will say that are they kind of scare me even look at like. Sure. So it all comes down to you, first of all, having great coaching and all the coaches have went through the CrossFit level one um, certification course. But for example, when I started doing CrossFit, I've had three knee surgeries, all football related. Okay. Right. And I herniated a disc in my back powerlifting, uh, back in 10th grade in high school. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of injuries going into CrossFit. And I actually had a major decrease in my joint pain since I've been doing CrossFit. And I think the reason for that is I took time to work on my proper mechanics, you know, just getting my air squat down to where I wasn't putting so much pressure on my knees, increasing my ankle mobility, mm-hmm. having a coach walk me through the proper sequence. Uh, Chuck Carswell is one of the coaches who did our level one, and he did wonders for me working on my squat there. So I think that, you know, there's multiple levels to it. First of all, you need to have proper technique. Yeah. No, but I'm not saying I'm not taking you into the gym, Rami, and having you do, you know, a hundred kipping pull-ups when you don't even know how to kip in the first place, when yeah. you don't even know how to maintain a hollow or arch position, which are you know two terms we kind of use in CrossFit, but they are describing the position of the body when you go through um, a kip for a pull-up. Right. Um, just for those people that don't know, when you see people swinging up and down on the pull-ups, that's called a kip. Oh, okay. Uh, and I got I gotta get more familiar with my CrossFit terms. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's using horizontal momentum to propel your body mm-hmm. vertical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have tried so, it, and the, oh, dude, it's a it's intense. It's, you get it. You feel like you're about to die after. Right. Oh yeah. And um, I mean, kipping is probably one of the hardest things for me to learn. But what a lot of people they see, you know, kipping, and they think, oh, this must be terrible for the shoulder. Um, and if you went in and tried kipping on your own, that might happen because you just let yourself drop from the top of the bar and it would tear up your shoulder girdle. Mm-hmm. What they don't see is, you know, our active shoulders in our hollow position and how you're controlling that movement from mm-hmm. top to bottom. Right. So I think a, a lot of people see Olympic weightlifting and gymnastics movements and they just superficially look at the movement and think, I can do that. Right. Like, but they're not actually looking at how the movements actually mechanics, done. the mechanics of it. Yeah. So it's that's exactly what I wanted to kind of see. Cause I know there's more to it. It's just the outside looking in kind of looks like, uh, it looks like it's rough, but I know there's more to it. Absolutely. I mean, there's keeping active shoulders. There's progressions. So the coaches teach the progression. So for example, at my gym, we did, um, 15 what's called a toes to bar where you hang from the bar and then you kick your toes up and touch the bar and swing them back down. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through a coaching progression of that before the workout, uh, teaching how to do it safely and properly. And if you could not, then you would just lift your knees to your chest instead of going all the way up and kicking the bar at a simple basic level that you can do at a high intensity. That's safe for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then once the athlete is able to, um, you know, perform the toes to bar safely, then they can do it in the workout. Mm-hmm. How do you track your progress? And I guess, um, see how you're progressing. I, I guess there are benchmarks where, you know, you can do a certain amount in a certain amount of time. How does that, how, do, how does that kind of lead to motivation and kind of helping you continue on with your, uh, you know, with your goals? Absolutely. So I think the one reason I really love, you know, the setup of CrossFit is because it can be a competition and it can't be a competition. You're competing against yourself all the time because we do, like you said, benchmark workouts where mm-hmm. you can retest a workout at a given doing an amount of work in a given time. And as your time drops, you can see yourself improving. You also see improvement in your physique. Um, your mental well-being goes up. The motivation level is huge for me because after work, it's really, really hard to, you know, now I'm in my second year of residency. So sometimes we're pulling long hours, long days, and um, you can get mentally beat down and you go to class and here's a workout. 
you know what, how, how you've done in the workout before sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know you're competing against this class, right? So you want to do better than you did. And sometimes you want to win. You know, it's kind of fun to win sometimes. So you want to try and beat everyone else in the class. And so you are able to exert that extra effort. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, if I were just going to the gym by myself, I'd go home and I'd take a nap, you know, and then I'd wake up and maybe go do a couple of bicep curls and some lat pull downs and yeah. then, you know, mosey on back home. But you can't get away with that at CrossFit. So it pushes you to be better all the time. Right. But I use a training log to track my workouts. So that's how I do it. I'll write down the benchmark time or how long I rode a 3K in or whatever. And then mm-hmm. next time I do it, I'll go back to that and reference it. Awesome. Yeah, that's super motivating for sure. I, I know I would definitely be... I would definitely like like that. I think I, I mean, I'm kind of not near a CrossFit gym here, so I might have to work my way around it. Matt, uh, so I want to ask you, uh, what are the most common myths, I guess, or the common rumors that you hear about CrossFit and some that you'd like to dispel? Yeah, absolutely. So first one we already touched on, it's the injury rate. I People talk about it so much. And it's like, you know, there's just not evidence to back it up. If I were to go down to the, you know, like Globo Gym or Planet Fitness or whatever and pull all these people, first of all, they're not working as hard as we are. Well, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Second, I think a lot of them would report similar injuries. You know, whenever you're competing in a sport, it's not 100 percent safe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've. I've played football and I had three knee surgeries related to, you know, football, a herniated disc related to powerlifting. You know, I've had hamstring tears, groin tears, and you don't see people coming after like, you know, the NFL for injury rates, right? Mm -hmm. You don't see people coming after like, you know, planet fitness for injury rates all across the board. If you look at sports and just recreational activities, you're going to have injuries and the incidence of those injuries in CrossFit isn't any higher. Right. So that's the first one. I would say the second one is, you know, people talk all the time about rhabdomyolysis, which is just essentially like a condition where um, there's waste product released or creatinine kinase released from the muscle when it gets damaged and that can, you know, destroy the kidney. Um, And so we see, you know, the cola colored urine in the patients and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, People think that if you just do an intense workout that you're going to get rhabdo and because CrossFit has a lot of intense workouts, there's an increased incidence of rhabdo, Mm -hmm. but that's false. So you get rhabdo when you don't work out at all, when you're Mm -hmm. deconditioned and then you do a hardcore workout. So, you know, during my intern year, I think I admitted three patients with rhabdo the entire year. And a lot of them were like a guy in prison or something like that, you know, who, he wasn't working out then just did like a million squats in a day or like a guy who'd been out of the gym for a year and went back in, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily related to, um, the CrossFit workouts in general. It's mm-hmm. any workout that somebody who's deconditioned tries to do that's causing overexertion. Mm-hmm. And if you have proper coaching at your gym, you're never going to take somebody who's first coming into the gym and, um, and put them through something crazy like that. You know, we do, they recommend six months of scaling uh, when you do CrossFit. I still scale workouts, you know, and I still will scale workouts probably well over mm-hmm. a year to doing CrossFit. Yeah. So somebody that's in pretty decent shape, let's say they work out twice a week, once a week, and they just start CrossFit, they could start at a high intensity and not have to worry about that. Would you say, I mean... Is that reasonable or would you say somebody who's working out, you know, maybe even, let's say, once a month... In decent shape, not overweight, just starting out. I, I think a person like, well, if they're just starting out and they're careful about what they're doing and they're scaling it, I mean, that's fine. But they have to know their limitations. Don't try and do the craziest CrossFit workout ever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like a double Murph yeah. workout, yeah. which involves just a you know, ton of running, squatting, push-ups, pull-ups. 
you don't do that twice in one day just starting out just yeah. scale yeah but given the basic workouts of crossfit not likely at all right okay yeah i went in there i went in there my first day thinking i was superman and tried to do everything and tried to like be number one there and i got my ass kicked and i was sore for like a week after <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so i don't recommend that i i looking back i'm like i should have took it more easy because hey man, it, it's okay it, it happens to us all right i think, but that's, I agree I think with you. that's the thing for us <laughs> for guys at least that's the thing that like you because at least when you're if you're a competitive guy and you go in there your first time you want to go and do what everybody else is doing because the girl next right next to you is kicking your ass and you're like the hell i've been <laughs> working out for five years and this girl next to me is just smoking me so like there, <laughs> there is that part to it so you got to keep your ego in check that you know and that's exactly it so a lot of people when they first start doing crossfit like i told you dude i lost the workout the other day dead last 12 minute time cap i finished in 11 minutes and 58 seconds and um i was getting over i was getting beat by girls all the time i mean it happens it's like you really do have to check your ego because there are just things that you can't do safely if you don't learn them properly first with the same thing concept with every single sport Mm -hmm. and so or you know any kind of exercise so it really is important to just go slowly, scale for six months, build yourself up. Uh, don't start doing multiple workouts in one day. Just stick to the programming at your gym, um, and you'll start to see like really good benefits from it. Awesome, man. All right, Matt. Hey, man. Uh, this has been a really, really informative uh, topic. I wanted to ask you just, um, you know, I like to ask people at the end of the podcast, you know, what going beyond medicine means to them and everybody has almost their own interpretation and you're someone who i feel like is going beyond medicine by doing this by uh you know testing the waters outside of our confines and uh, i just kind of want to get your take on that absolutely you know going beyond medicine for me means we're looking outside at you know the different modalities we can use to to keep people healthy that don't involve medications I mean, lifestyle is becoming such a big thing for us in medicine. We need to take care of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And by doing so, we can better take care of our patients. By me going to a CrossFit gym and doing something maybe unique that a lot of people aren't doing and, you know, having my nutrition in check and always trying to set a good example and eating the right things when I'm in clinic and in the hospital um, to get people to notice that by living a a healthier lifestyle myself, Mm -hmm. that I can get my patients to do that and I can show them and it truly carries over to impact the entire community when you do that. I love it, dude. I love it. Dr. Matt Cowling, everybody. Matt, how can people connect with you? Hit me up, um, on Instagram. If you guys want, it's, uh, Cowling, C-O-W-L-I-N-G underscore. Howling underscore awesome and thanks a lot my man and it was a pleasure speaking with you and i'm sure we'll talk again it was great catching up rami all right i'll catch you later all right bud. hey podcast thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope we brought you some practical good advice that you can apply to your life guys if you could please do us the favor of sharing this telling people about it leaving us a comment subscribing all that will help us grow and will help us spread our message also if you'd like to support our podcast you can go to our website and click support and it will help us grow this podcast and continue doing what we are doing and bringing you more high quality guests like the one you just heard thank you guys peace